Multiple award contracts have been around for decades. Successful ones can be like annuities for the award holders and cash generators for the agencies who operate them. And they've been growing in terms of dollars. For just how much, we turn to Bloomberg government senior data analyst Paul Murphy. Paul, good to have you back. Uh, Good to talk with you, Tom. Max, multiple award contracts. What made you look at them now and what do we need to know about them? Well, they're about one out of every four federal contract dollars. Uh, So if the government's spending about $560 billion a year, that's uh, roughly $132 billion uh, uh, that uh, are made up by MAC. So it's a very important, very large uh, segment of the federal marketplace. Uh, It's a growing segment. And uh, so it's something that vendors really need to pay attention to. And when you did the evaluation of them, did you include the multiple award schedule system, or is this separate deals outside of what GSA operates? So we have a a somewhat uh, complex (laughs) definition of uh, multiple award contracts, but let me just run down the key points. It's only IDIQs, so no standalone or definitive contracts. It's all multiple award schedules issued by GSA and the VA. Uh, it's all government-wide acquisition contracts, including Alliant, Oasis, Soup, etc. Uh, it's also multiple uh, IDV contracts that result from a single solicitation. Contracts described with multiple word contract keywords and phrases. Um, we also added um, uh, a field. Uh, there's a field called solicitation procedures equals multiple fair award opportunity. We included all those. Um, and then after selecting all of that, we excluded any contracts that met all this MAC criteria, but only that only reported a single awardee between fiscal 2014 and fiscal 2018. So our, our methodology has become, um, I think, more uh, nuanced and accurate uh, over the years, and I think it's given us a pretty clean list this year to evaluate. Sure. I was going to say it should be something then that requires a task order, but that's not really true in the case of the GSA multiple award schedule, those are contracts, so that's not really a good criterion either then, is it? Uh, well, it's all task orders on all multiple award schedule contracts. We include the schedules and any BPAs that might be attached to those schedules because they're based on multiple award schedules. All right. What are the major trends that you noted this year that we need to know about? Well, it's up for the third straight year. Uh, it's up to $132 uh, billion uh, from um, $118 billion in, in fiscal uh, 2017. Um, could grow to as high as $154 billion by 2021 if the compound annual growth rate they have exhibited over the last five years uh, continues. We're seeing some interesting trends you know, within um, uh, this this cohort. Uh, for example, um, the percentage of uh, spending devoted to best-in-class contracts, GSA best-in-class contracts, has uh, grown from 18 to 32 percent, 20 to 41 billion dollars. Um, I think that's a, a pretty significant uh, indication that multiple word contracts are really part of the uh, marketing landscape, and they're here to stay. Sure, and it looks like in the Defense Department, the MAC spending is even growing faster than in civilian. Well, it's it's been fairly consistent. Um, the um, I think the the, the civilian uh, share of MAC spending has declined slightly uh, as uh, the defense share has gained. I'm not prepared to, to make you know uh, really uh, strong claims about um, MAC transit DOG just now, but I mean we know that uh, you know Soup 
Uh, four has been very popular. There's probably going to be another soup uh, version. Uh, we know that ITAS is very popular, uh, you know, uh, at the chess program. Um, and DOD uh, bureaus have made significant commitments to Alliance and Oasis, so we see spending on uh, these GSA-managed vehicles um, increasing. Um, but I think the defense and civilian um, balance has been fairly consistent over the last uh, uh, four or five years. We're speaking with Paul Murphy, senior data analyst at Bloomberg Government. I guess the implication for contract doors in this case is that no matter what else you are doing in terms of bidding on solicitations, you've got to have presence on at least a certain number of key government-wide acquisition contracts or multiple award contracts. Yeah, let me draw your attention to, I found this the most surprising finding of the whole study, actually. We found that in fiscal uh, 2018, 15,036 MAC vendors, just multiple award contract uh, vendors, they were incumbents in fiscal 2014, five years ago. And so there's been about a 42% vendor churn in the last five years. But in fiscal 2018, the fiscal 14 MAC incumbents, they received $13 billion more in MAC spending than they did five years ago. And they accounted, those, those incumbents, those fiscal 14 incumbents, accounted for 92% of all the MAC dollars in fiscal 2018. So when you talk about getting a presence on MAC contracts, this is uh, very telling. This, is, this shows how significant it is once you are on a contract, how the, um, the money tends to accrue to the incumbents. Yeah, so once you're on there, if you keep working it, it grows, almost like planting an acorn. Right, and you know, it, and in part, it's just natural. You, you get more experience with task order marketing. You get better at it, um, and you, you become more successful. And you know, especially with the you know efficiency initiatives that are underway with with category management, um, you know, there is this push to uh, making government buying more efficient. And and uh, uh, what we're seeing also as this occurs, interestingly, is that spending with small businesses is actually going up, but the share of small businesses and the share of large businesses, for that matter, that are receiving these MAC dollars is declining. In fact, there's a chart there toward the end where we point out that in fiscal 2018, 3.6% of MAC contract holders received 80% of all the MAC dollars. So the MAC market is highly stratified. Yeah, so the longer you're on a big one, the better you do, and so we're seeing almost something like a pyramid-shaped type of thing upside down with the MAC market. Well, um, there is certainly a, a high degree of stratification. Something else we might point out is that the, um, you know, as as efficiency has improved or or, or been furthered along by uh, these MAC contracts, we're actually seeing a decline in competition. The number of bids per task order, um, where the number of max where there's one bid per task order, the, the share has gone up in the last three years. And the number, uh, the share of max where there are uh, task orders where there have been five or more bidders, it's actually declined. So there are signs that, you know, with all of the efficiency, there's seems to be an increase in um, non-competitively awarded contracts. 
Yeah, so they're pretty popular for government, maybe, because it's just a easy way to buy. Well, I think, I think that's it. It, it. I think that not only are companies becoming more familiar with the, uh, MAC procedures, but the agencies are becoming more familiar with them uh, as well. You know, and we, we've seen, for instance, Treasury has um, decided not to go with uh, a follow-on to uh, TIPS 4 and uh, DHS. There's not going to be an Eagle 3, um, and they are uh, planning to adopt more uh, multiple word contract and, and BIC vehicles to fulfill particularly their, their IT requirements. Paul Murphy is Senior Data Analyst at Bloomberg Government. Thanks so much for that analysis. Oh, you're very welcome, Tom. Look forward to talking to you again. We'll post this interview along with a link to his report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.